Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Hello and welcome to the show tonight. I'm so glad you chose to join us. I think we're in for a delightful episode. The topic tonight is From Death to Life. And our guest tonight is Terry Ann Russell. We're going to bring Terry Ann on in just a just a minute. But as I was getting ready for tonight's show, I was just kind of tuning in to uh, um, uh, kind of the energy behind the show. And talking about the ego came up. So I guess it's the ego tonight. Um it's a curious thing that um, none of us had an ego the day we were born. Fresh out of the gate, we're, we're a newborn baby. We didn't have uh, belief systems. We didn't have emotional posturing. We didn't have um, incessant judgment. We didn't have biases. We didn't have an ego. And... Uh, before we incarnated, our soul looked at the family dynamic that we would incarnate into very very carefully and chose the, um, what should I say, the programming environment that our ego would be created in. And the, I guess the reason why the ego came up tonight is there's, there's such a... Um, uh, upheaval in on social media, mainstream media, with this uh, this virus crap going on. There's there's a whole bunch of kind of a uh, egotistical tug of war. Everyone wants to be right. Everyone wants to be um, in the know and whatnot, but. I like the notion of the ego as um, static electricity. Do you remember as a kid perhaps shuffling your feet on the carpet and you'd build up a charge on your body and then you'd go over and touch the light switch and you'd get a spark? Before you started shuffling your feet, you didn't have a buildup of energy. You didn't have a, a charge, if you will. Um, you were per, perhaps empty or void, like like that first day you were born. And then fast forward to this here and now, um, there's seven or eight billion flavors of ego on the planet, and no two are the same. And uh, whatever the ego believes is... Uh, is valid to that ego, no matter if it's, quote, right or, quote, wrong. The, the, the ego becomes um, comfortable in its belief system, regardless of, of the integrity of that belief system. And when we, when we go to... Um, wake up to enlighten to to start our spiritual ascension, if you will. Um, that's when we start to unravel the ego. It, it's like we're going to walk over and touch that light switch. And a lot of times, the ego can be really resistant to doing anything that gets rid of the charge. To do anything that gets rid of what has been built up, because. The ego sees it as its own identity. It, it's afraid if it touches the light switch, it will die as an as an entity. And a lot of times, our ego can convince us that we're not resisting our own growth. But in truth, the ego's got the park brake on, has cast the tires in concrete, has chained the car to the ground, but will try to convince you that. It is standing right beside you, ready for change, even though it's not. <laughs> so, um, 
when you see uh, when you see all this upheaval online and people are very emotional, very emotional and very charged and very um, anchored, so to speak, in their belief systems, just have a little compassion for them. Don't expect them to turn on a dime. Don't expect them to to want to take on your belief systems. It's uh, c- compassion can be a very, very powerful way for the that energetic charge to actually dissipate and both parties move into a deeper sense of peace within their own being, peace within their own persona. And once the ego can start to feel peace in a chaotic situation, it can actually start to prefer to choose that which brings peace. Well, um, that's enough about ego for now, unless it comes up on the show. I think it's time we get to it. Again, our topic tonight is From Death to Life, and our guest tonight is Terry Ann Russell. In July of 2019, Anthony Ant Joseph died from an unexpected medical complication. As quickly as he left his earthly body, he returned from the spirit world with knowledge and information to share with his mother, Terry Ann, about where he was, what he was doing, and how humanity can learn to connect with loved ones in spirit. Anthony's message is that he still exists and is very much a part of the world. He is connected on a soul level, a bond which could not be broken even after he left his physical body. He shares his evidence that he does exist and that everyone has the ability to connect with their deceased loved ones. Anthony, or Ant for short, becomes the guide in this journey with his mother, channeling her son's spirit and sharing their story of courage, growth, and healing through her grief. Terry Ann has trained extensively in uh, Reiki, Theta healing, quantum healing, and energy transfer reset, as well as her own healing modalities soul matter activations, and she lives in Sedona, Arizona. Please join me in welcoming Terry Ann to the show. Welcome to the show, Terry Ann. Hi, Les. Thank you for having me and Anthony here today. It's an honor to be here and share his message. Well, I want to thank you for um, being on the show. I understand um, today's Anthony's birthday, and, and it's um it's only been a year well it hasn't quite been a year but um his birthday is one of those um big events so uh i i applaud you for being able to be on the show with us tonight thank you i i knew i had to do it when it worked out i had originally blocked my schedule so that i would not be working and <laughs> he had other plans i don't know how it got unblocked but uh, this show got scheduled and another show, and I was like, okay, well, you want me to do that? That's what I'll do, you know. So this is his first birthday in heaven, um, his 28th birthday. Um, And so it is a little difficult, like you were saying, about the ego and stuff. We can get very caught up in the loss of him, and I'm really trying to focus on his presence today, you know, how he's communicating and, and what he's doing and how we called him in. Um, to be with our family today. So um, it's wonderful to be here, and especially on his birthday. It has so much meaning to all of us, so thank you. Well, it's my pleasure. I'm I'm delighted to have you on the show. I mean, um, to lose a loved one is is difficult in and of itself, and when you have that extra special connection, and then you unexpectedly lose that connection. Um, to lose your son, I, um, I can't even comprehend that. Um, 
I, I was mentioning earlier, I lost a very dear friend. I very much considered him my brother. And um, the way I found out was after he was gone. I mean, there was no funeral. There was no opportunity for me to grieve with others. It was poof. He's gone. And right. and how, I mean, tugging at your heart is an understatement. It's It's almost like a submersion of um, grief and sorrow. Um, how how did uh, Anthony um, uh, turn around and, and kind of help you through that process of grieving with his own passing? It was very quick and sudden for me. So I was in shock um, from the medical report and what the uh, officers have told us. He passed around 10 o'clock from a medical emergency. Um, when the paramedics arrived, he was still alive, but they couldn't revive him. Um, and so that was about 10 o'clock. Two o'clock in the morning, um, an officer, a local officer, came to our door and was um, notifying us. Now, I, I went into total disbelief and shock. I, I could not believe this. Uh, you know, I, that sort of trauma rocked my world. I could immediately feel myself leaving my body and protecting myself from that trauma because you're talking about my child, you know, how they were working right. on him, how they were doing chest compressions and, and broke his ribs and all these things, and this is my child. And then I could start to feel him and sense him and smell him everywhere, and right. I started screaming that he was here. And I'm sure the officers thought I was, you know, in shock and, and in disbelief. And I just, you know... At that point, I still, I would not believe that he was dead or transitioned. I was like, no, if I'm hearing you, that means you're dead, and I'm not believing that you're dead, so this isn't going on. My psyche just could not comprehend what was going on. I was in total shock. Right. And um, you talked in your bio, in your press release, about... um, not really seeing yourself at, in the role that you are now in a, a more of a spiritual role, so to speak. Um, how did uh, the perception of your life change um, with the passing of Anthony? And um, I mean, it's been less than a year, and and now you've got a, a book out, and you're first books aren't aren't that easy to just cough up <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah, i I laughed because when he first told me I was going to write a book, I'm like, who me why what are you talking about you know that are you are you sure because he was the writer he went <laughs> to school he got his degree in uh, communications and journalism he went to n a u up in Flagstaff and he ended up staying there but I'm not a writer, and so I have to tell you like Sometimes when he comes in, he uses these huge words, like subjugated or um, what was another word he used, Um, (laughs) arduous. And I'm like, I need to go write these words down because I don't even know what they mean, you know. (laughs) So um, it totally changed my whole perception. You know, being a medium, I've been a medium now for practicing medium, I should say. I've always had a connection to spirit when I was young. I could see or feel spirit around me if somebody had transitioned. Um, Sometimes it wasn't even spirits that I knew. They would just know that I was an open channel, so they would come. And as a child, it's very difficult, so I turned off a lot of my abilities for a long time, and I sort of fought that true calling where I was headed, you know. And then um, the birth of my daughter. My daughter was born very sick with a similar illness that Anthony had, that Anthony transitioned from. And so I really turned to energy healing to help heal my daughter. She uh, required over 40 blood transfusions in her short time that she was here. Um, She's 10 now, so for three or four years she had over 40 blood transfusions and four surgeries on her intestines, and nobody could fix her. Nobody could help her. She just kept bleeding out month after month. And so I turned to energy healing to help heal her. And through that experience, um, you know, traditional medicine had found her, so I needed another way to help this baby. And um, she's been 
over four years hospital-free now with no blood transfusions since I began working on her energetically. Um, so it's been a, a miraculous journey even before Anthony passed. It, it started to push me to the direction where I needed to go, if that makes sense. Oh, sure. Well, it it's kind of setting you up, so to speak, for what's to yes. happen later. And, you know, uh, we were talking, you and I were talking before the show started, and the 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 vision your soul has for your life can be so um seemingly um chaotic to the to the mind i mean at, as you progress through your life um these new chapters keep getting dropped in your lap and it it's like uh <laughs> there's no constant um um, vector or direction you can hang your head on as soon as you get comfortable with one thing uh, a new tangent comes along and puts you into a new vector I mean um, when I saw your uh, the, the picture of you and your son of you and Anthony I, I mm-hmm. got a click right off the top that um, on a soul level, you two are walking in step with each other that um, I just got a sense that um, you had this on the plate all along and, and now it's coming into fruition. And uh, so so how do you, I mean, if our listeners are listening to this and they're going and and they're getting handed a new direction or a new tangent or perhaps their life is in, a, in upheaval, what would you say to them as far as um, making the adjustments to more fully engage um, the underlining purpose behind it? Yeah, I, it's really about trusting. Um, you know, uh, I think it was Eckhart Tolle that said, um, it's easy to be positive during, you know, when everything's going great and your life is going smooth, it's easy to be positive. But it's harder to stay positive when, you know, you're down in the trenches and your life is falling apart. That's when you really have to have gratitude and stay positive. And I think that that's true because so many times in our, our lives we look at those, you know, those bad things as something that's, you know, really horrible, but we don't really see the light at the end of the tunnel a lot of times and so even through this experience with Anthony he's kept telling me he will guide me through this darkness you know this darkness is a metaphor for me to get to the light which is the other end which is through this grieving process so I I definitely would tell anybody listening that if you are going through a hard time now really remain in that faith really trust you know any information that you're getting because we're all intuitive I say this all the time we all have this intuitive gift within us um, some people it's more prevalent in some people when you um, work with them they can you can mentor them and help them to open those gifts as well but we're all intuitive beings right we all have a you know a sixth sense and whether it's feeling seeing hearing whatever it is we have the ability to tap into that and I just want them to know that they should trust what they're getting you know so many times like I'll get like a young girl that comes in and she'll say oh, my God, I dated this guy, and I knew I shouldn't have dated him, but I dated him anyway. And I'm like, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) You know, you had this intuitive sense about you that said, there's something about him. I'm just not sure what it is, but I know that I shouldn't date him. And there's your first clue. If there's, you know, just an inkling or something, it could just be, you know, a feeling. A lot of times where a lot of us are claircognizant, and we just may get a, a knowing about something but not understand fully what it is. So I always tell people that it's important to to listen to that ability. And when you were talking about the ego, the ego wants to protect us, right? The ego wants to keep us in that safe, small place. And through this process of working through this grief with Anthony, it's been very difficult to work through this process of grief. You know, I've had to really... um, dig down deep and and look at what this is about. Even though we have this immense, beautiful connection, I'm still navigating this journey as a human and as a spiritual being. So for me, it's sort of like, how do I find that happy balance of melding the two? And and I'm still working through that process today. (laughs) Oh, I bet. 
Well, and your and your ego is the one that saw Anthony walk into the room, and your ego felt your heart yep. melt in that moment, and your ego watched Anthony learn how to grow up or ride a bike or take on a challenge and then succeed and and see that smile on his face and uh and and then all of a sudden he's gone and the ego's like what the hell wait a minute i've been shortchanged here what what happened right and on the soul level it's like no this was this was all on the agenda um you're still going to work very very closely and your love is immense but there's a whole new realm to experience this love in and the ego's not always that quick to see it for what it is yes yeah it's it's been really an amazing journey you know i can say that today 11 months in but (laughs) in the beginning it wasn't so much so you know it Losing your child, I don't care if they're 27 or 87, you know what I mean? It's still your child and, you know, you still had given them birth and given them life and had so many wonderful times with them. And now you're just having to learn a new relationship with them. And so for me, you know, being only 11 months in, it's been a process. But the book was very cathartic. It was very healing for me to to look at these things and Anthony kept he was very insistent on me you know opening those wounds and looking deep in them like you've got to feel this in order to heal it you know he would tell me over and over again you know that he wasn't gone that he was here and so even though I knew that on a soul level my human was still struggling with that oh sure but um, I like what he said is is to don't run away from the pain, process it, and and allow yourself the the space, I guess, if you will, to grieve it, so it can be released. If you keep that pain in you, it it makes you numb over time. And huh? Yes. Well, the so Terry Ann, you've written a book. You've you put words on paper and and now you've you've offered it to the world. That's a pretty big tangent from um perhaps what you've done in the past. Your dynamic as far as the collective consciousness has taken on a whole new realm, and you and Anthony have was conspiring to pull this off before perhaps either one of you were born. Wow! Wow! I I get to yeah. Sense. I'm I'm still in you're shock. Just, <laughs> you're just getting started. <laughs> yeah, you know, and like I said, you know, I've, it's been explained to me that it doesn't happen like this. Like, I had just um, my publisher's Lisa Hagen Publishing, and I had just sent her. I don't even remember how I came across her, but he's directed me everywhere that I've needed to be. So I don't even remember how I came across her, but I emailed her and I said, hey, this is the chapter that I've written thus far and this is my story. And she said, let me get you an editor. So I talked to my editor and he's like, well, then you have to submit a proposal and like the manuscript and you have to go through this whole process. And I'm like, well, I didn't do any of that. (laughs) So I think it's funny how, you know, when it's spirit driven, it's like, the stars are perfectly aligned for you, all you have to do is take the first step. Right. Right, I like that. Well, so so Anthony guides you as far as the how to get your book published. Let's let's talk a little bit about um guidance from the spirit world. So here you are in flesh and bones. You have a you have a life, you have intentions for your life, you have beliefs, thoughts, feelings. And as you're going through your life, I mean, spirit comes into flesh for the human experience. The point I'm getting at here is when we have spirit guides on the other side, whether it be deceased uh, loved ones or 
the angels and guides that have been assigned to us or whatnot, um, they can't really reach over our arm, over our shoulder, if you will, and turn the steering wheel. It's always up to us to actually um, take the wisdom and implement the change as a as a human being what um what would you say to that as far as um to understand that that those spiritual personas are there to help how could we engage them more in our day-to-day life and bring that wisdom with our resistant ego um, and actually convert it into a fact in a more productive way. Yeah, I'd say it does take time. You know, even in the beginning, I was like, what do you mean by writing a book? Are you crazy? I'm not writing a book. I have no idea how to write a book. <laughs> and so that was all my ego. It's like I wasn't trusting. And he would come in and he'd say, don't you trust me by now? Like, have I steered you wrong yet? Like, it's like, but we do have free will as a human being. I say to everybody, yeah. like, when I'm doing a psychic reading or something, I'm like, I can tell you you're going to have steak for dinner, and you can go to dinner and you want chicken. That's perfectly up to you, but I saw you having steak. So free will, that's just a quick, easy example that we all have free will. We can get this guidance, but it's up to you what you do with it. You really have to take those action steps then, though, and follow that guidance, you know what I mean? So the way to follow and connect with that spirit guide or your angel or your loved one, no matter who it is, is really to start to quiet the mind. You know, spend a lot of time. I spend a lot of time in nature. I spend a lot of time in meditation. I do spend a lot of time doing energy healing on myself, and I go to other healers to sort of release the old thought patterns and those old beliefs. A lot of the work I do um, has to do with releasing those old beliefs and thought patterns because we've been indoctrinated, you know, to believe all these things. You know, I was raised very strict Catholic, (laughs) you know, in, in a strict Catholic religion to believe certain things. And as I always questioned it, you know, I was told you can't question it. And so those thought patterns and beliefs are still part of me and it took me work to sort of release them so uh, you know I'd say to really start with meditation and and quieting the mind Um, I equate it to like a computer or your phone you know if you don't turn your phone off it freezes up so you really have to like shut your mind down once in a while to allow this guidance to come through and then the other part of that is trusting what you're hearing right like so you're you know you're sitting in meditation and somebody you hear write a book and you're like what <laughs> you know so it's like you right. have to trust what you're hearing and you also have to trust that at the appropriate time it'll happen that's hard for a lot of people too me included like having that patience to know this will come when it's supposed to come and not having any like um preconceived notions about how it's supposed to show up or what it's supposed to look like because a lot of times as a human we get caught up in all right well this is the plan i need to know what's going on a b and c for me to get to the outcome right, right? yeah so um i'd say really letting go of all that hearing to you know what you're receiving and the guidance that you're receiving and, and you will be guided yeah uh, and you know it it's like a muscle you you need you need to flex it when you don't need it to have it ready when you do need it uh, I like the notion of asking for guidance when the outcome isn't um critical well, for example, it's Christmas time you're at the mall and you're trying to find a parking spot. Ask for guidance which aisle to turn down to find the parking spot and it's it's a simple thing, and there's not a whole big consequence to it. And that way you can flex the muscle and get feedback without it being a life-changing mm-hmm. conversation, so to speak. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, it's like anything. You do it, right? So you really... Take time to 
And a lot of it has to do with, you know, beliefs. Again, it's interesting, the whole beliefs, you know, whether it's past life regression or anything that we've been taught to believe. I mean, your soul has lived in the terms of time. Okay, you said when Anthony, you know, before our contrary scripted in this book to come forth with the permission that now, our world is changing dramatically, and it seems like it's overnight, but for a lot of people, it seems like the world has shifted and changed overnight. Um, so, for them, I have a lot of clients coming in now that are starting to receive things, or feel things, or hear things, and they're not really understanding the connection between you know, spirit human. So, you know, as the world is shifting and changing, we as human beings, we're also shifting and changing, if that makes sense. Oh, sure. Well, you know, um, I, I want to open up the show to if Anthony wants to uh, comment or, or give input, um, and I leave that up to you to decide. Um, but it's... Uh, it's a it's a dynamic duo you two the the way you're connected and and the way your uh life path has kind of um, bonded you in a new and different way than just a year ago that um um you're actually going to be working together uh, on a much deeper level yes um, and, you know, for me, I feel like, you know, I'm still the human aspect of us. So I still do have old beliefs and patterns that I'm still working on deeper to resolve, you know, and, and then the pain of grief. So it's sort of like a double-edged sword, you know. We have this beautiful, beautiful relationship, and we're going to be working together on a much deeper level to bring this healing to humanity but then you also have the human aspect of me that's going through this grief process too. Um, he, Anthony is very, um, what's the word? Uh, he's just like very always, he wants to help everybody. He, he, is su- he was such a compassionate, empathic person while he was here. And in the afterlife, he's no different. You know, he wrote in his journal he wanted his voice to help people heal. And that's one of the messages I share in the book, too, is about, you know, taking charge of your own healing. Not everybody has to have an experience like me to order to help heal those wounds. And But we've all suffered some sort of loss or grief. And you can really work through that, you know. And Anthony, part of his journey and his message through this book is that we can all heal and they're not gone and, and you know love never dies there is no death you know what I mean so for right. him his mission right now is, is very focused on us doing the healing um, for so long I think we've been taught to numb those feelings and not feel those feelings you know nobody wants to feel those feelings they squash them down inside of you <laughs> and now yeah. we're really coming into a new age from what he's shown me, he told me that, you know, eventually we'll be in a, a world where there's only energy healing and there's only natural medicines. And so it'll be a much different world than the world we used to now where it's very, you know, medicating and self-medicating and not wanting to feel all that stuff. Well, and, you know, Anthony has has the bigger perspective now he can see that he can uh he has a much clearer um understanding of the truth so to speak and you're still here in flesh and bone so your ability to show up with courage and bravery to go into this uncharted territory for yourself because um uh, you don't have as clear as perspective of the big picture as anthony does um in your soul contract, did you read right. the fine print that said you would be the one? 
funny because I saw a meme the other day, and it was this older woman, and she's like, I didn't read the soul, the fine print of the soul contract, and I laughed right. because I was like, I want to redo. <laughs> right, I'm going to say Yeah, it's true. Bones. You know, our soul contracts are such... <laughs> Our soul contracts are these extensive plans that we make with our soul group. And from what he's shown me, these soul contracts. And, you know, I dabbled in it before when I worked with um, past life regression, but what he's taught me really is it's not just about him and I. It's not just about our soul group. It's about all of humanity. When he talks about um, him and I, he's talking about all of us, you know, this connection, this oneness that we have with one another that we've, you know, yeah. forgotten. So this soul contract is very complicated. A lot goes into planning it. It's not just like, oh, Terry and Anthony, you come here and this is what you're going to do and this is how it's going to work. But it's for the, the greater good of all of humanity, if that makes sense. Well, sure. And, I mean, you have soul contracts with the the readers of your book that you might not ever even meet. I mean, Soul contracts can go way off the deep end as far as uh, the number and the, you know. So isn't it curious that we've already talked about our free will in flesh and bones? You could have chose not to write that book. You could have chose to say no. And all the soul contracts that are associated with the book, I mean, the free will, I I find it extremely, extremely fascinating how powerful the free will of the human persona is because as souls we come down here into flesh and bones and we have this life purpose and the soul path but if our ego gets spooked or if we drop into fear and you know cough up a shit storm of fear and go numb and paralyzed the the human persona is the the has the final say in whether it does or does not happen. Yes, and and that's the hard part. My husband and I were just talking about it tonight. You know, what if I didn't write this book? You know, for me and him, I think he probably knew that I would do it. You know, whatever he tells me. There's some people that question what they're given as a psychic or a medium. I never. This is my child. I I trust him with my life, with my family's life. I would never question what he told me. I might say he's crazy, (laughs) but I would never say, no, I'm not going to do it, you know. So anything, as crazy as it may sound, I mean, I never, if you told me 11 months ago when he transitioned that I would be here writing this book, I would have said, there's no way. There's no way that I could have done this in this time and to write it. And, uh, you know, for me because I am the way I am. He probably knew that I would do it anyway. But, you know, the other side of of my soul contract here is that I was under a lot of uh, dark attacks, and because my grief was so low, um, I was really headed towards taking my own life. And that was a lesson that I needed to learn while I was here in this life, and that's why my contract with him is very strictly um, related. Now, have I taken my life? No. I have free will to do that, but he, what he, from what he tells me is he can help me with that, but he cannot intervene in that life lesson. So that's part right. of my free will to stay behind here and to do this work, because in another life I did take my own life um, because of grief. Right. Yeah. So free will well, has a lot, a lot to do with it. You keep mentioning that he might be a little on the crazy side. I would say to that, an apple doesn't <laughs> fall too far from the tree, you know. <laughs> he's laughing, yeah. He's like, yeah, see? <laughs> it, it's true. We, we, Anthony and I have a lot of similarities. And, you know, he used to tease me all the time. It's funny because I was just talking to his friend the other day. And he used to tease me and call me this voodoo witch. I'd I'd do Reiki on him, you know, and he'd be like, you voodoo witch, you know. But then she tells me that he had gifted her a Buddha. Her name is Katie. Before he passed, he gave her his Buddha, and he said he would rub his Buddha seven times every morning, and that's what made his life so dope. So he would bust my 
kahunes about it, but he would go and then do it anyway. So, you know, we have this running joke between us now. <laughs> right. Right. Well, uh, so where do you see this going? I mean, uh, I, it hasn't even been a year, and you've already written a book, and um, I think you two are just getting started on a whole new venture. Yeah, you know, um, one of the most profound things he had said to me was um, I was with him one day. I call them sessions. I I go to meet him where he is. Um, Other times he'll pop in. We're in the physical realm and and join me here if he has something to tell me or wants to join a family celebration. But one of these times when I was meeting with him in his space, um, he told me to go look up uh, world-renowned physicist Dr. Brenner. Now, I have never heard of Dr. Brenner. I don't know anything about physicists or physics, you know, so I was like, all right, you know. So I had been talking to him, and he was talking about DNA, and I had just finished learning about DNA activation and restructuring. So I go to the Internet, and I go look up Dr. Brenner, and Dr. Brenner passed in April of 2019. And Anthony was with him and brought him into our session and was talking about this this healing and this this work we'll be doing. It's groundbreaking, he tells me, but all of this new information will be coming through about this new DNA stuff. So <laughs> I'm pretty excited about that. Well, DNA is really, really powerful stuff, DNA. I mean, if you think about the, this human body, you have a body, I have a body, we, we're in our bodies and, and we're experiencing life. DNA is the, um, that, that's such a game changer in that, I mean, if you look at the mythology, Jesus walks around and pulls off all these flipping miracles and says, well, what the hell, you know, come on, belly up to the bar. Join me in in this um, experience. I I think that um, we've talked about DNA on the show many times. I think there's a new um, cocktail. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. A new <laughs> cocktail of DNA for humanity that's going to awaken much more of our divine gifts that have been dormant for eons of time. Um, I. I think to even have DNA on the table uh, and talk about uh, its potential is some of the most exciting dialogue you can have about how the human paradigm is going to unfold into the future. Yes, I'm so excited to be part of it and see it. You know, we have so much of our DNA is like they call it junk DNA or we don't use it. It's like that part of our brain, you know. I think I read somewhere once that, we don't use like 90% of our brain, you know? So it's like, I'm excited to see where the future is going with this. I mean, imagine a world where from what I can see is that you have the ability to heal yourself with your thoughts and and manipulating that DNA and all this wonderful stuff. I think it's going to be wonderful and beautiful and amazing. And I'm excited. I I hope that I see it in my lifetime. (laughs) Oh, oh, you will. It's, uh, epigenetics is uh, mm-hmm. um, talks about that, and and uh, Bruce Lipton is uh, he's still living. Um, he's a, a doctor that that talks about the relationship between consciousness and DNA, and yeah. and what we thought in the past was uh, a genetic attribute that was un unchangeable he's flipping all that on its on its head and it's he's showing that um really there's nothing that's out of our reach as far as um reprogramming our our health and our our genetics really so it's a very exciting time to be alive i agree well um so what do you think that um, what do you think would help people the most as far as what you've learned 
with Anthony talking to you, he's telling you about the other side. He's telling you about um, there is no death. Um, what would your advice to people be uh, based on what you've learned as far as, um, per, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but to just lighten up and, and have more trust? I mean, how would you contextualize um, the bigger picture that you've gotten a glimpse from and and how we might change our attitude towards being human on this planet? Yeah, when you realize that they are not really gone, you know, they're able to come in and touch you and you can feel, you know what I mean? It's this immense just love and beauty and peace that comes with it. Um, we've all lost somebody. We've all grieved. Um, but really trusting that intuitive gift that we have and that they want to come in. They want to help you. They want to communicate. I always tell people, even if you can't hear your loved one, your loved one can hear you. So, you know, making things like on his birthday, making a cake or eating his favorite food or, you know, just saying, are you here with me and, and seeing what you get. You know, almost all of my clients that I've had, lose somebody that have come in for mediumship are able to feel something. So they either may get goosebumps if a loved one's around or they may like get a cold breeze on their neck. And I always tell them that spirit coming through, coming through to your world so that you can really connect with them. So it's, it's trusting, it's learning. I would tell them to throw yourself into as much as you can about learning about connecting with spirit. You know, take a course, read a book, whatever it is about getting to that point where you're learning about your intuitive abilities, your clairs, as we call them, um, and how you can connect with your loved one because I think that that's so important. Because when you realize they're not gone, they're right here, you know, they're not somewhere far away from you. And, and I call him in, he's right there. He can be here. You know, I don't even have to call him in. I just have to think about him or say something. And I can feel his energy enter. So, you know, we all have that. Right. Well, so you mentioned that they can't help unless we ask. Does that get reset at midnight like the glass slipper in <laughs> Cinderella? I mean, couldn't you just I, I ask wish. your guides? <laughs> You have my permission to help me for the rest of my life. I don't want to have to ask you again, so just help me in every and any way you see. I mean, does that get reset at midnight? I mean, how does that work? <laughs> yeah, a lot of times it's like you have to put it out there and then trust, um, you know, whatever it is. I would have never thought if you told me years ago when I was living in a small town in Jersey raising my boys, and I was not spiritually open, that I'd be living in Sedona, working as a, a medium and a channel, and having a child who passed and writing a book and now being an author um, and sharing his story. So, you know, you do have to ask. Um, I know sometimes it can be daunting. It's, it's like, all right, well, I asked, and I put my order. It's like when you go to a restaurant and you order off the menu, right? It's like I shouldn't have to ask for my chicken parm again. <laughs> So sometimes, you know, it's like that. But, you know, most times for the majority of it, you can ask for what you want, and you have to then trust that it will come at the appropriate time for you. I think for a lot of people, they have a problem with patience then. All right, I asked for it now. When am I going to get it? <laughs> right. When the time is right. Um, when the time is right. <laughs> well, well, let's talk about the practice. Um, that you have in Sedona. Now, what services do you offer? Okay, so I work for Sedona Soul Sisters. We're a little three um, psychic medium group of soul sisters, and I actually was guided to them as well before Anthony died. Um, I was uh, meditating at the airport Mesa in Sedona, and I heard Rosie Rods at Sedona Soul Sisters, and I was like, I don't even know who they are. Like, I don't even know how to find them. So I had gone home, I looked them up, and I found them. And it took me about, let's say, probably about two weeks before I got up the courage to uh, make an appointment with Roz and go talk to her. And I walked in, and 
she was like, oh, my God, your frequency just, like, blew me away. And and I, I explained to her what I heard. I said, you're going to think I'm crazy, but this is what I heard. And so I was directed to them, and I started working with them. And so it, it's been like that now for about a year and a half I've been with them, her and Ivory both. And, and they've been such pivotal people in my life through the loss of Anthony. Um, they were really able to help me when I couldn't help myself. So um, at Sedona Soul Sisters, I do a lot of uh, regression therapy with clients. So um, we talked about regression therapy earlier, right? We can look at past lives. We can look at memories blocked from childhood trauma. We can look at in-between lives, which a lot of my clients find very fascinating. Like, where was my spirit? Where, where was my soul in between this life and my last life? What was it doing? And you can also look at lives on other planets. I've had some clients who have um, just shared amazing, amazing recounts of this life on another planet through a a regression session. Um, We also do DNA activations. I do mentoring. I do do mediumship, but I'll only do it in person now since Anthony passed because it's still, I mean, it's very overwhelming for me to do that part of my, um, my job because it's, you know, I have my grief still, and then I have the client's grief, so that one's a little heavier. <laughs> sure. Well, it's good that you're aware of that and, and you don't uh, tax yourself more than would be helpful for you. Yes. And uh, so your book is called from Death to Life, The Incredible True Story of Anthony Joseph. Um, um, when was it published? It was just published this past um, April. Okay. And where can the audience find your book? Uh, they can find From Death to Life on Amazon, and it's on Kindle and a paperback. And I think she just started... Um, putting books on Audible as well, so they can look for it on there as well. And how how would somebody uh, get a hold of you? Do you have a, a contact information? Yes, I have a website. It's um, www.sedonasoulsisters.com, or they can find me on Facebook at Sassy Soul Advice, Sassy Soul Energy Healing, or Energy Healing with Terry Ann Russell. Well, very nice. Um, well, an hour can go by pretty fast. Do you have any closing thoughts you want to share with our audience? I would just say that, you know, whatever you're doing in this world, just trust that, you know, there's a higher purpose with your soul, and it really is about connecting and integrating your human with your spiritual aspect of yourself and and clearing away and doing the work that your soul needs to do while it's here because your soul just wants the best for you in this incarnation and they want to grow and expand as well. Well, very nice. Um, Terry ann it's been a delight having this conversation with you. I very much appreciate you being our guest tonight, and I want to thank Anthony, too, for... um, him fulfilling his side of the soul contract and and um, I think the two of you are going to uh, I just think you're just beginning as far as what's going to uh, come out of uh, the compassion both of you have so Terrianne I want to thank you for being our guest tonight thank you thank you so much Les it was an honor We've been talking with Terry Ann Russell, and the topic tonight has been from death to life. You know, the um, what I like about these conversations is how our life takes a change, how um, unex- seemingly seemingly unexpected events come along, and perhaps to our mind, they're a a nuisance or a difficulty or a struggle. And yet on the soul level, they were planned all along. There's a a curious thing that comes with trust, and that's the 
um, letting go of trying to decide the um, the why so much. In other words, um, when your soul has the intention of your life changing direction and everything around you seemingly falls apart, but that falling apart is only to make space for the new paradigm. It's not always easy for the ego to to let go and trust. It's not always easy for the ego to to trust that the life purpose um, is a deeper storyline, so to speak. When I look at my past, I could easily call several events train wrecks, very, very difficult times, very challenging, very um, heart-wrenching moments in my life. And yet, if I step back far enough, I can see that um, through those events, my my understanding of of what love is and the depth of love between two individuals. And um, it was through those difficult events that I was able to um, have a deeper understanding of of love because. Love gets thrown around so much, especially in the romantic sense. Oh, he loves me. He makes me happy. You know, (laughs) when I hear young couples that are engaged to be married and they say, well, he makes me happy or she makes me happy, I just want to do a palm plan, a head plan on the desk several times in a row going, if they're responsible for your happiness, you're screwed and so are they. Sorry, I digress. But um, had I not had those uh, challenging um, events, one was, uh, I think I mentioned, a loss of a very dear friend of mine quite quite suddenly. Um, love is, I, I get lost for words when you, when you start to talk about the, the depth of love, the scope of love. And uh, and how how deep it is at the core of our of our being. Tonight's show was an excellent example of that. Terry Ann and Anthony, um, they're walking in step. Their uh, their deep love for each other. Uh, I from my this is my perspective. Um, I think their souls shows um, to have that deep love in the, in the physical form and then to and then for Anthony to, to do that transition their connection is is, um, is very powerful is the sense I get and and through that that powerful love connection with Terry Ann in the physical form and Anthony in in spirit, um, like I said, um, I think those two are just getting started. So, anywho, um, humanity's humanity's had a pivot point. Um, every week I do this show, there's some new headline. <laughs> First it was Corona, and then it was riots, and who knows what's next. Trust yourself. You're a you're a timeless soul. Your your soul is untouchable from the human intentions. You are safe. You are safe. You are safe. No matter what happens, the continuity of your consciousness is assured. You have a life purpose. Your soul chose a meaning to your life, a purpose to your life. Your soul knew all this crap was going to come to fruition in the collective consciousness. Don't be afraid to to tune into your own wisdom. Don't be afraid to trust that inspiration, that that um, new dynamic, that new paradigm your soul's showing you for your life. You know, life's a life's a wonderful thing when you can show up for it. Hey, and you showed up for yourself. You've listened to this show. You you 
taken on an activity that that grows your sense of self. I applaud you, our listener. As always, it's my pleasure bringing you episodes like this. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Thanks for joining us tonight. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living Radio broadcast. To bring your soul's inspiration into effect and live your life wide open. Check out our host, Les Jensen's latest book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power, at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.